This episode of the Below the Align podcast is presented by Wicked Minis. Get yours today at MoonlightMixes.com. They're the perfect addition to any soup, salad, or just as a great handheld snack. Wicked Minis. Great food cultivates great relationships. One, two, uh, one, two, three, four. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Line podcast, the final post-race show of the season. I, I can't believe we're saying that. Daytona, the class, it was yesterday, and today's show is presented, of course, by Moonlight Mixes, Wicked Minis. Uh, if I can actually take my green screen away for a second, y'all can actually see the packaging. Uh, I was, oh, there we go. Okay, I was uh, snacking on these garlic parm uh, minis all weekend. They are really good. I put some on some pasta today uh, that mm. I had left over, and it was really good. And that uh, beside me, I'm so actually good. I'm gonna take these to a friend tomorrow because he uh, he requested them. Uh, but I have some garden bill ones. I'm gonna take him tomorrow. Uh, you guys so save me some to... too. I'll save you some, but you said you were gonna get some uh, some chocolate lace. So I'm not I'm not too worried about you. I don't think in terms <laughs> of getting your hands on. It. Moonlight Mixes, but I'm head on to over to it down. <laughs> head on over to MoonlightMixes.com to get your hands on Wicked Mix and Wicked Minis just in time for the holiday season. Thanksgiving is less than three weeks away, so if you want to have an extra sigh next year, mac and cheese, your mashed potatoes, your yeast rolls, your uh, your stuffing, which hot take stuffing is disgusting. Don't at me. Um, you know, if you want to have an extra side dish. Um, you know, go with that or put them on your mashed potatoes or on your stuffing or okay, on your green beans. Hey, those garlic yeah. parm ones, I bet would make a fire mac and cheese crust. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Especially if you added bacon to that. Did you know mac and cheese is a vegetable? Did you know that? Oh, it absolutely counts. According to <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, this is a championship poster show, by the way. If, if y'all, you know, if we will talk about NASCAR. We, we, uh, and we, mac and cheese and mac, hey, mac and cheese is, uh, is the most important thing. I had the wrong background up for a second. There we go. You can see kind of a whole array of, uh, Wicked Mix, uh, products there. Uh, but Ryan Blaney, Emily, is your NASCAR Cup Series champion. Yeah. What do you think? Just initial thoughts. Like, I know it's a couple hours after the race has ended here, but yeah. initial thoughts just go off, blow off some steam. <laughs> Of, of all the guys, he's not who I wanted to win. No particular reason necessarily. Um, I really wanted a Larson win today, and he was so close. So I close. honestly thought Blaney – I texted Samuel at one point. I thought Blaney was going to make himself crash with how yeah. hard he was racing at points. I'm like, it's too hard, too fast, too early. You're, like, and you're racing back up before you – like, yeah, well like, well, like if you're in front of the other guys, why are you about to smash into the wall trying to get first place? Um, and that didn't, that's not how it ended anyways. Um, which go Chastain, um, not his biggest fan either, but whatevs. And, but I mean, I literally thought he wasn't going to win because of how hard he was racing at times. Yeah. I thought he would crash. Yeah. Not who I thought was going to win kind of a bummer yeah but it was interesting 
I like that you bring up that Blaney was racing him so hard because I know you're a race car driver. You want to win, right? That's the end goal. But big picture, I mean, big picture, you're going for the championship. There's no point in racing Ross Chastain that hard. And again, all is well that ends well. You know, it's not like if Blaney had wrecked, we'd we'd be, you know, a little more fiery, I feel like. But he won the championship. It's all good. Uh, makes the pass. And you saw this. I mean, I didn't see the pass for the championship win, but you saw it. it Larson just kind of got loose from what I saw. I just I just watched it back. Uh, Larson yeah. just kind of gets loose and Blaney makes the pass. But what did you see? It was like, was Larson visibly fading? Was Blaney just better? Because then Blaney pulled away by like a second at the end of the race. Was Larson slipping? Was Blaney better? Like, what? what how yeah. did you see that kind of pass go down? I'm not good at describing it, but honestly, I mean, if you even just look at the race as a whole, Blaney was riskier today. Blaney was willing to make some really big moves at the risk of him getting loose. Mm-hmm. And I think in the end, that just worked out for him and he didn't crash. It did work um, out. And yeah. Larson was the one that got loose. And, and that mm-hmm. probably him Blaney had a moment there, though. He he did almost lose it at one point. Um, and I think it was still in stage two when that happened. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. Um. Yeah, Larson, I don't know if it was a mistake or if it was just an ill-handling car, uh, but Blaney just outdrove Larson at the end of this yeah. race. He had a better car than Larson at the end of this race. And again, I still You know, Larson was consistent today, though. He was consistent, yeah. And um, he really, I mean, stage one, it kind of went differently than the end of the race there. Mm-hmm. So, But all of the championship guys, aside from Bell, once he kind of crashed out there, um, but all the championship four had a great race today. Yeah. And the thing with Lar- like the thing with the championship four is that if you're off the way Larson was off today, and I say off, I mean running seventh in stage one, running fourth in stage two, and then running third in stage three, uh, that means you're going to lose the championship by one or two spots because the championship four. If you're running seventh, you're likely going to finish last of the championship four, and that's just how competitive it is. Um, but Larson, I still think he's the most talented race car driver in the northern hemisphere right now that can be contested he's so talented but i think at some like i'm not going to say it doesn't matter to him he didn't win i just think he has bigger fish to fry in terms of his legacy like this doesn't hurt kyle larson this i'm not sure it hurts bell or byron either i mean to make it to the championship four is an insane accomplishment i just think this is way better for ryan blaney than it is detrimental to kyle larson like nobody's going to question kyle larson's talent or clutchness or anything like that today um but hey props to blaney the season started with kyle petty calling out ryan blaney and saying that he never does anything and we that was like episode four of the show is as me just i thought he was wrong he got the win in the coke 600 and then he fell off the face of the planet and we're saying okay is kyle petty right is much, and I think I picked him to be out in round two. I think I said he's going to skate through round one barely, but I think he'll make it there. Gets a win at Talladega, makes the round of eight. He's the lowest seed going in. I said, there's no way, right? There's no way Ryan Blaney makes the championship four. He's never done it before. And goes in, has a fantastic, well, has a good run at Vegas, gets DQ'd. The DQ gets rescinded, but he's still like, 20 points below the line we're saying it's still a long shot it's still a long shot 
drives probably the best race of his career to that point at Homestead and gets himself 10 points above the elimination line. And then he goes to Martinsville and drives at that point the race of his life and beats Denny Hamlin and beats William Byron and locks himself into the championship four. And then today at Phoenix, when I don't think he had the best car, I think Byron had the best car today of the championship four guys, at least Chastain looked pretty sporty there at the end, obviously. And he won the race. We'll talk about him a little bit later, but, um, and then Blaney goes out and today makes the pass of his life, drives the race of his life and wins the championship. We've just seen the progression like the last three weeks. He's driven probably the three best races of his career in succession when he had to. And that's who wins the championship in this format nowadays. It's not the guy most of the time that puts together the most consistent season. Now, that's happened before with Truex and Larson, Kyle Busch, but that's not always the case. It's the people that put the you know the two, three race stretches together like Lane did today that most often win the chip because... Um, they're, they're just putting it together at the right time. And my argument for Blaney was that he had Uncle Mo on his side. He had momentum on his side. He'd been fast. But, Emily, we both picked Larson because we said mm -hmm. too good. He had the most prep time. He's too talented. The team is too good. And I think Byron was better than Larson today. He had a didn't have a great last run and, and you know, finished. Uh, did he finished fourth? Let's see. He finished fourth. Um, but, but, you know, he led 95 laps. He was dominant early on, had the number one pit stall. And that was such a big advantage for him. And then Blaney just has a better last restart, gets around Larson and sails off into the sunshine, sails into the sunset, into his first championship. But Emily, you mentioned Ross Chastain winning the race. Let's let, we talked about Blaney. We've given the championship for their fair share. Um, but let's actually uh, let's talk about Chastain. Then we can talk about Bell. But let's mm -hmm. talk about the race winner. We'll talk about the guy that finished last. I mean, I'm, just, that's yeah. fair. But Ross Chastain leads 157 laps, dominates this race. His first win since Nashville in the summer. He was eliminated in the round of 12. And I just told you, I told you, Emily, before we went on the air, this is the first time since 2014, since the championship four era. First time in 10 races in the final four that a non-final four driver has ever won the final race. It's happened in trucks. It's happened in Xfinity. It happened in trucks Friday night, but it had never happened in the Cup Series before. Now it does. What about that humble watermelon farmer from Alva, Florida, getting win number two on the season? I mean, Chastain was kind of savage today. Um he he was like not letting anyone pass me. Nope, I got the spot. I'm staying in it. I mean, he was giving nobody grace. So it was kind of funny to watch because um, I feel like it added an interesting level to the uh, championship for sure. Well, you do like to see a driver like that. You know, you don't want to see oh, yeah. lay over. And and Blaney last year he's finished second in this race two years in a row. But last year when he finished second, he was kind of frustrated. Visit you could tell because he had likely gotten orders from his team owner, Roger Penske, to not pass his teammate, Joey Logano, who won the championship last year. And Blaney had a faster car at the end of the race last year. So Blaney obviously wanted to win today, but, you know, he was over-aggressive. We talked about that. I'm sorry, I'm looking over at these Garden Duel Wicked Men, and I'm getting kind of distracted and hungry. But <laughs> probably Don't blame you. kind of proud of Ross Chastain to see, you know, him, him you know, not give a crap. and. Um, 
just win the race. And he said in his post-race press conference, I just saw it uh, when I Googled this NASCAR. I wanted to see what people were saying. And Chastain in the press conference said, he can be mad all he wants. I don't care. I'm just doing what I do and winning races. And that's a great attitude to have. I mean, that might not always result in a championship. We've already seen for Ross Chastain, it's not going to result in a ton of friends. I mean, not many people in the garage seem to like him. Um, the fan base is relatively split on him. I think he's great for the sport. I don't always love what he does, but I think it's good to have somebody like him in the sport. Um, but win number two, a much-needed win, too. Trackhouse has had a down year. Suarez has had a really disappointing year. Chastain, I'd argue, is disappointing coming off of, you know, championship four appearance to just be absent for most of the season. He wasn't the Ross Chastain of 2022. Um, but getting that win for him was huge. So obviously we wanted to talk about the guy that actually you know, took the checker flag first. Um, we've talked about Blaney. We talked about Larson a little bit, but you want to go to Byron or Bell next, Emily? Because one had a solid day. He didn't win the championship. He still had a solid day. One wrecked out. Which one do you want to go to next, Bell or Byron? Um, Let's go Bell. Let's go Bell. All right. So see Bell. Um, one homestead locked himself in in the championship four for the second year in a row. Very impressive. Very impressive. But Christopher Bell starts 13th. Decent in practice. Good in practice. Qualifying doesn't go great, but he's having a solid race. Running, I think, in the top five or six. I could be wrong. Brake rotor fails. He was saying on the radio, the brakes are hot. The brakes are hot. Mm -hmm. Adam Stevens, his crew chief, says there's not anything we can do. Manage them best we can. And, of course, you know, it happens well, NBC's in commercial. But brake rotor blows. <laughs> of course, right. Brake rotor blows. He hits the wall. Race over, championship hopes over. Emily, tough end to another great year for Bell. Two championship four appearances in a row. The future's bright, but disappointing to not even have a shot, right? What do you make of his mm -hmm. race? What do you make of his season? Still a pretty impressive year with two victories and a final four appearance. Yeah, I mean, such a great accomplishment to even get to the championship four. Um, and it didn't work out and it was mechanical and things happen and that sucks. And, you know, just so immediately when you know that happened, he's out, he's done and it's over for him. But um, I don't, you know, that doesn't negate anything because that truly could happen to any of these guys. Yeah. It's just an unfortunate circumstance. We saw that happen at gateway earlier this year, but this type of stuff is doesn't seem to happen in championship races. No mechanical failures don't seem to happen, at least not to the championship contenders in these races. And, uh, nothing he could have done, nothing the team could have done, nothing NASCAR could have done. It's just an unfortunate, unfortunate circumstance. Um, and by the way, I wanted to say this for all our YouTube viewers out there. Um, I was gone this weekend. Uh, truck and Xfinity post-race shows will be Monday and Tuesday. We'll recap those um, values there. Uh, Spotify listeners, you guys got about, uh, uh, once this is uploaded, probably about three and a half hours at that 20 follower mark. You guys haven't done it. And hey, you're still great, but hit that mark. YouTube people are at 719 subscribers. They hit their mark like three weeks ago. So, you know, get get with the system here. Um, I'm just kidding. You know, you guys are awesome. But hit the follow button on Spotify. Leave us a review. You know, we're on all major podcast platforms, like the little scrolly banner says. Um, so, you know, do that. Um, anyway, Emily, let's go to William Byron next. Ends up in fourth, but he was dominant in the early stages of this race. Won the pole, had been a <laughs> stall. In every single Phoenix finale race from 2020 to 2022, 
the guy with the number one pit stall, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, had won the championship because the pit crew is late. And Larson's pit crew had a great stop today late. But Byron had the number one pit stall. That's worth two or three tenths of a second. And on pit road, that is huge, especially under caution. But today, Byron just kind of got back in traffic. And, and you saw the last restart. I didn't. But leads 95 laps, great season, six wins. Just can't close it out. What did it look like to you happened uh, on that last restart to Byron? Like what, what happened to the dominant car at the early stages of this race? I don't know. It was, you know, not a whole lot of um, cautions or anything, just kind of the stage and the couple here and there. But overall, I feel like, you know, there was just some up and down, up and down. Or just like um, <laughs> some switching of positions, but I never felt like anything major happened. He just didn't have the best car, in my opinion. Yeah, just didn't have it late, and he was great early, but then he just kind of mm -hmm. fell off. And he was back to like yeah. seventh at one point, and you know, Chastain and which Booker, in relation, like it wasn't that far back. He was yeah, not still seconds bad. back. <laughs> yeah, but uh, just this unfortunate for him. Um, you know, six wins. This is the first year in a long time. I feel like you can't like it's hard to discern the most deserving champion. I, I can't remember. There's a uh, a great guy on YouTube by the name of the Iceberg. Uh, that's his YouTube handle. He posts the uh, what would be the Winston Cup standings every week. I can't remember if it'd be Truex or Byron that would have won the championship in that. I honestly can't remember. But this is the first year in a while where I feel like it's hard to say who is the most deserving guy. Like, okay, who got screwed out of this championship or whatever? Um, you know, we can talk <laughs> about... Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, but, I mean, for, you could say... I mean, you can make an argument for all four of these guys. Blaney may be the least deserving, but he still came on a really strong at the end of the season and had a great run. So, um, you know, all these guys would have been deserving champions. It's just that Blaney rose to the occasion. Um, but with Byron, I, I think you're right, Emily. I think it was just a case of him not having the best car late. And you know, ultimately, that's what cost him is that, you know, when you don't have a great car, a great pit box, a great pit crew can only take you so far. And I'm mm -hmm. spitting guards. Um, uh, 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 I'm going to go to Mars. Okay, I'm done now. My <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, solid day for Byron. Great year for William Byron. Can we just, can we say that? I mean, six yes, wins. He should be proud. That, I mean, seasons like that don't get put together every year. So, uh, great year for William Byron. Sorry, I had to duck down for a second. I dropped my phone on the floor because I'm a genius. Um, anyway, rest of the results. Uh, Chastain wins, Blaney second, Larson third, Byron fourth, and then Chris Buescher in fifth. Looked like he might get win number four on the year there for a hot minute. Um, what do you, I'm not going to ask you about every guy here, Emily, but, but Busher still led, um, 18 laps, looked like a formidable opponent for these championship four drivers today, but a great, a breakout year for him made it the round of eight. That's fantastic. What do you think of the race today and the season overall for, for Chris Busher, three wins and a, a breakout year for him and his race team? Yeah. I mean, I definitely shows that his future is bright and that, you know, he's got the potential to make big moves in future seasons and. Um, he's got to keep an eye on. I mean, he's a great racer. So, I picked him to make the championship for my round of eight preview because I, I didn't see Blaney making it. That was a mistake. Uh, and and Ken Martin, when I talked to him, oh. Martin, and, and a lot of people had Busher in their title four, and he didn't make it, but he saw a fantastic season. P5, awesome. Uh, Martin Truex ends one of the worst 
playoff collapses ever in the solid six. Why he couldn't do that when he was still in the title hunt, I don't know. But uh, we're going to tell our grandchildren about the epic postseason collapse of MTJ in 2023 because, holy cow, it was terrible. Um, yeah. Not much to say. Just a, a, a good day for him. I never really thought he, he had a winning car. Um, I don't know. I thought Kevin Harvick had a winning car, though. Hey, can we can we give a round of applause for Harv? Not just for today. What a race, man. I texted Emily and she was actually taking a nap when this happened. You missed like the best <laughs> moment of the race. But um, I went back and watched NBC um, before the race started. Actually, they were, it was kind of herky jerky. They were doing it like when the field was coming through three and four to get the green. I should have done it a lot before. Um, but uh, they said this is Kevin Harvick's radio chatter before the race. And what I expected was like Rodney Childers saying, All right, last one, bud, you know, or, or Tony Stewart, Dean Haas coming over the radio. And gosh darn it, I'm going to start a balling. It was his kids saying, good luck, dad. You know, thanks for an awesome career and all that. And man, that just, that brought a tear to my eye. That was awesome seeing that or hearing Keelan and Piper Harvick do that uh, to their dad. Um, 23 years and he will end his career with a 21st consecutive top 10 at Phoenix Raceway. That is the most all time in terms of consecutive top 10s at one track. And he didn't get the win. He was very close in the spring, not that close today, but a great run. Uh, a career comes to an end, and I only saw a decade of it. Emily only saw about four years of it. Heck of a career for Harv. Um, 61 wins. No wins this year, but made the playoffs. Uh, Daytona 500 champion, 2014 Cup champion, and Kevin Harvick. What, did, what do you make of his day, Emily, and his career, just an outstanding career for an outstanding man, an outstanding driver comes to an end today in the desert. Yeah, you know, I'm always I'm always impressed by him just as a as a human. Um, but I think that that makes his legacy that much better in racing. And he's a he's a good guy and that's evident on the track and off the track. And um it's it's a great time always watching him race and while it would have been amazing to end with the championship, he ended solid, um, and that just shows his um, talent with racing. So, not many legends go out, you know, making the playoffs or having a shot to win their final game or race or whatnot. Uh, you know, Jeff Gordon made the final four and what was thought to be his final race. Um, but you look back, I mean, Dale Jr., Jimmy Johnson. Um, you know, they missed the playoffs in their final year. Richard Petty was terrible for the last eight years of his <laughs> career. I mean, he ended his last race, you know, with a, like 34th and points and with a car that was ready for the dumpster. But, um, you know, everybody always says you're always remembered for your last deed, right? You're always remembered for your last um, action. You know, people always remember you for what you did last. And Harvick finishing seventh isn't the most remarkable day, you know, but it was awesome to see him be competitive. It was awesome to see him lead laps. And, um, you know, they were toasting. It was NASCAR.com had a great picture of Harvick and his family uh, toasting champagne while Blaney's doing a burnout in the background. It's kind of like the, the old generation, the future generation, and the future, future generation, because Keelan Harvick is already racing go-karts. And, you know, in, in a few years, we could be seeing him cheering at the lower ranks of NASCAR. But Kevin Harvick, an incredible career comes to an end. Um, Emily Denny played some strategy, ends up eight, <laughs> led 14 laps, took two tires late. I didn't see this part of the race. You did. What was his strategy? Was, 
did he really think two tires was going to work? I mean, just saying. But it, hey, I mean, yes, what, it what put him up in the front for a second there. <laughs> it did. It did. What do you think about his year, though? I mean, eighth place, you know, whatever. Last weekend is oh, always going to be disappointing. But yeah. then, what do you think about it? I mean, it's hard to not be disappointed because I feel like he is a championship racer and he hasn't pulled that off yet. Um, but he's, I don't feel like he's dying down yet. So there's still hope for the future. So I'll hold on to that. I think he's got another two, three years. Um, yeah. Disappointing for sure. Um, but I, I don't know. Good grief. What was that? Good gracious. That sounds horrendous. Do you, do you hear something? I could really hear that. Yeah, that was sound like a jet engine. Apologies. It's to, my uh, computer. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's Yeah, that sounds that sounds horrible. I know. That's why I keep moving it. I'm trying to, like, make sure it's vented. Oh, goodness. Well, you know, if the smoke, if, if, you're, uh, if your house catches on fire, that's why. Yeah, yeah, we'll know why. Apologies, audio listeners. Apologies, YouTube yeah. viewers, for that. Not bad. Uh, Daniel Suarez in 11th, Austin Dillon 12th. I'm not really going to ask you about Eric Amarola. I already know how you feel about the guy. I sent that to him. He said he cried after mm -hmm. how you dissed him in our preview show. But I'm sure hey. he was highly offended. He ends his career with a decent day, P13. Uh, the 10 team toasted to his career in the garage area after the race, and obviously not as good of a career as Harvick, but a great guy, um, a guy who, who's going to spend a lot of time with his family and, and a guy that still decided to come back. I mean, he said he was going to retire last year and psyched everybody out and uh, you know, made me as somebody who covers the sport kind of frustrated with his indecisiveness because I'm like, okay, what are you going to do? I kind of need to make some content about whether you're coming back or not, but you know, anyway. Uh, great career, not great career, solid career comes to an end. Um, <laughs> great, I'm just sorry. solid. Three, three wins, hey, great, I mean, great compared to the rest of us, but three wins, solid tenure, a few playoff appearances for AA. Joe for Tony Stewart, Gene Haas, uh, Richard Petty, Joe Gibbs, um, solid career with, with a lot of decorations for him. Uh, Ryan Priest, 14th, Brad Kozlowski, 15th, Chase Elliott, 16th, that team just decided to take a nap. Uh, today yeah. and for the whole second half of the year, I mean, they didn't care about this year. It's all about 2024. I hope he comes back better Elliott. next year. If he doesn't, then it's time. He doesn't. He's done. Um, Alex Bowman, 17th, uh, perpetually disappointing season uh, for for Alex Bowman. I don't, I don't get it. They he had the injury. They had no speed afterwards, and after leading the points to go to missing the playoffs, it's just horrendous, <laughs> horrendous. Um, wait, where did Bubba finish? Did he finish in the top 10? Okay, he finished 10th. I skipped over him. I didn't mean to do that. Michael McDowell, nine. <laughs> uh, Bubba, 10th. Hey, another top 10. A great year for Bubba. Made the round of 12 when nobody thought he would. Pretty solid day. Pretty solid season for, for BW. Uh, Logano, 18th. How about Carson Hosevar, 19th? Rookie with a good day. Um, Eric Jones, 20th. I believe he played the same strategy as Denny and tried to go on two tires. It didn't really work, but he was in the top 10 for for uh, the first part of this race. Ty Gibbs, 21st, a solid rookie campaign comes to an end. Tyler Reddick, 22nd, Daytona 500 winner, Ricky Stenhouse, 23rd, Chase Briscoe, 24th, Kyle Busch, 25th. That car was way off today. 
Uh, and Kyle Bush was not happy on the radio. Um, I know you probably just shocking. loved every second of that, Emily. Yeah, shocking, right? Um, Harrison Burton, 26th. J.J. Yaley, 27th. Ty Dillon, 28th in his final race in the Spire 77. We'll see what he does next year. If anything, he may just be sitting in his mom's basement. I don't know. Um, Justin Haley, 29th in his final race with Colleg before he goes to Rick Ware next year. Uh, Todd, what's his face? Gilliland in 30th. Uh, Corey LaJoy, 31st. Not the result he wanted today, but a great year for him. AJ Allmendinger, 32nd. BJ McLeod, 33rd. Rocket Man Ryan Newman wasn't really a Rocket Man today. He ends up 34th. Austin Sindrick ends a horrendous season in 35th. And C Bell, as we mentioned, in last in 37. Let's see. Do they have the final standings posted? No. Why Why would they have that? Why would they? Why would NASCAR.com? They had to take a nap it? after the race there. It's the last show, and you can't even get me the points that quickly. Really? Really? Okay, here we go. Final point standings. I just want to read these off. The championship four doesn't matter. Last thing, and Emily, I promise I'll let you go. You know how good I am at ending shows quickly. You, know, you I are just a pro. Hey, can I shout this from the mountaintop real quick? Do it. Bubba Wallace finished 10th in points. Wow. Bubba Wallace finished 10th in points. Bubba should be feeling good. How about them apples, man? He, he only had 10 top 10s, but that's still more than McDowell. That's more than Stenhouse. That's the same amount as Ty Gibbs, Daniel Suarez, Alex Bowman, more than Almondinger, Almarola. Um, so great year for BW. Um, and there were some chances like the first Talladega race, there was some chances to get a win or, you know, add on to that top 10 tally. Um, but I believe he had 10 top tens last year, but made the playoffs this year. Great year for him. But Blaney Larson, Byron Bell, you'll be happy to know, Emily, that Denny Hamlin finished fifth in points. I mean, that consolation prize, uh, Tyler Reddick in sixth, Chris Busher seventh. What a year. And then the boss man, Brad Kozlowski in eighth. Chastain comes up three points short of eighth uh, with his second win of the year. He actually ends up ninth in points. Bubba in tenth. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Martin Truex, our regular season champion, ends up in 11th. Joey Liano, 12th. Harv ends his final year in 13th. Kyle Busch ends up in 14th. Uh, they, they, like Elliott, like the final, after they got eliminated from the playoffs, they were absent. Like they weren't, they were non existent. Uh, McDowell, 15th. Stenhouse, 17th or 16th. To his credit, Emily, Chase Elliott does finish highest in points of the guys that missed the playoffs. He, you know, he finishes 17th. Ty Gibbs, 18th. Daniel Suarez, 19th. Bowman rounds out the top 20. Almondinger with the win at the Roval. He ends up 21st. Eric Almorola, 22nd. Ryan Priest, 23rd. Cindric 24th, Corey LaJoy, 25th, Justin Haley, 26th, Eric Jones, 27th, Todd Gillen, 28th, Austin Dillon, 29th, um, Chase Briscoe, 30th, Harrison Burton, 31st, Ty Dillon, 32nd. He's the last of the full-time guys. As far as the two guys that were supposed to be full-time this year, and one got arrested and one got suspended, because, you know, that's awkward. Uh, Noah Gregson ends 33rd, Cody Ware 34th. The rest of those guys were part-time, so I'm not going not gonna to leave them off, uh, to be completely honest. Emily, your Chiefs won today. Did you watch it at 8.30? Uh, uh, no, I absolutely did not, but I did hey. uh, follow up on that. 
Saints won today too. So our NFL teams are two and zero. Um, I just realized it's uh, it's been two years now since the completion of our first season, bringing you complete pre and post race coverage. This is our third. We didn't start till midway through twenty twenty one. We don't care. Um, this is our third year that we've been able to bring you pre and post race shows. It's it's been an honor, and, and we have a sponsor now. That's all thanks to you guys. Um, three years now of doing these shows week in week out and you know truck and xfinity post race monday and tuesday we're going to start grading some seasons we're going to start making bold predictions for next year and it's like 90 i don't know 91 92 days or something uh till the 2024 clash at the coliseum on february 4th start counting down the 2024 seasons are going to come out you quick you got about three months and then you can find us right here on all major podcast platforms and Spider Chain YouTube channel, Talking 24. So, Emily, thank you for joining me tonight, but thank you for joining me all season. We're not done, folks. We got off-season content, interviews, all kinds of fun stuff coming, um, some video essays and a lot of other fun stuff happening. So, Emily, you know, just you know, all the emotion pent up or whatever. I don't know. I mean, just what, your thoughts on this NASCAR season, your thoughts on the, the season for below the yellow line, because season one mm-hmm. is uh is over, I guess. I guess the next yeah. episode we can start season two, like grading That's stuff. right. That's weird. I'll have to remember to hit the season two button. But 138 episodes of the podcast and way more YouTube videos. I mean, it's been a fantastic season. I mean, your work is evident going into this. We got a sponsorship. Like, hey, we've had a, a zillion guests. Shout out to mm-hmm. everyone. Um. But get a little round of applause for Samuel. You hey, rocked it, dude. Hey, you rocked hey, it. Hey, let's get a round of applause for the co-host, too, now. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. My 10%. 10%. 10% uh, 10% commission. Or not commission. 10%. 10%. No. <laughs> it's I like, you know, on Shark Tank where they're like, we're looking for 10% of the company. Yeah, I got like 1%. I show up got, like 1% at the time. <laughs> you got a like a, a 23.7% I have like, stake in the company. That's right. That's right. <laughs> company. Um, anyway, thoughts on the season though. Um, overall, yeah. the Cup Series season, you know, it 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 flew by. Like we watched it the did. 500 it, did. it flew by. It um, went really fast, but it was a good season. It was a good season. And hey, yeah. congrats, Blaney. I don't think we said that yet. Congrats, Blaney, on the yes, title. Yes, congratulations. Uh, congrats, Chastain, on a on a win. <laughs> you playing a song on the world's tiniest violin. Yeah, that was what we're doing. Oh, claps. Um. But uh, congrats to uh, to Harvick, Amarola on their careers, and congrats to everybody who made this season possible, especially all you uh, watching and listening. Uh, go to MoonlightMixes.com, get some Wicked Mix, some Wicked Minis, especially these Wicked Minis are the bomb. Put them on your salad, put them on your pasta, eat them as a snack like I did this weekend. I was munching, um, and yeah, it, it's, they're good. So eat them, order them online, MoonlightMixes.com. You can also find them in Kroger. Uh, Walmart, uh, Amazon, and and a bunch of other fine retailers as well. But Emily, thank you for joining me. Um, you know, go ahead, end it off. What does what does everybody need to do that's watching and listening? Uh, like, subscribe, comment, leave a review, rating, all the things. If there's a button, we want you to push it. Yes, even the dislike button because you know that actually still gets. If you don't like it, yeah, I mean that's okay. Everyone if you ain't got something have, nice to say, to like you don't say something at all. Just push the down button and pretend. We'll pretend like that was an accident. Or we'll just pretend. <laughs> yeah, your finger because you're crying. Yeah, so like no one fun. actually dislikes us. Nah, fam. Anyway, <laughs> uh, moonlightmixes.com. 
Uh, I'm going to have the post-race blog episode out, and then I'll probably take a break from the blog until February next year, to be honest. Um, I have not been consistent with that at all this year. I'm going to be more consistent with it next year. But, yeah, thank you to everybody who made this year possible. Tomorrow on the YouTube side, Truck Post Race Show. And the next podcast episode will probably be, I don't know, maybe Thursday, Friday, whenever I have time to grade. Or maybe maybe we need to do that together because we did it together at midseason. Maybe, Emily, uh, we need to grade these guys' seasons um, together. So that will certainly be fun. But, yeah, thank you all for watching and listening. Thank you to Moonlight Mixes for uh, Wicked Minis for sponsoring this episode. MoonlightMixes.com. I will see you tomorrow, Emily and I. We will see you later this week. Thank you all for a great season. Goodbye. Goodbye. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line.